Look around, we need hope. Dark world, we need hope. Broke world, we need hope. We all need hope, need hope, need hope. Look around, we need hope. Broke world, we need hope. We all need hope. But tell them it's all for the broken. 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 Tell them it's all for the broken. Yeah. It's all for the broken. Yeah. It's all for the broken. Yeah. It's all for the broken. Boy, look around, we need hope. Hello, hello, hello. We're back at you again with another episode of Healing Broken, Broken Souls. Souls. I had to look back to make sure we were talking about I, we were. I was listening to the intro music and I just went tone deaf in one ear. I think our music man is trying to kill me over here, you know. He forget that I'm an old man at times, you know, and my time for listening to loud music is over. <laughs> so my name is Benny Powell, pastor of Greater Second Baptist Church, and I'm here with my good friend. John Boyanowski. I'm the pastor at Solid Rock Church of Warren. All right, all right. I know it's been a while since we last spoke to you. So, you know, we've been talking about um, what could we discuss, especially in times uh, that we are coming in. We just had Thanksgiving and uh, we're moving into Christmas and the new year. And I was asking John, I said, John, what should we talk about? And as usual, John gives me an answer like this. Like what? <laughs> we talk about anything you want to talk about because there's so much to talk about. You know, and as we, as we look, uh, I, I really wanted to be uh, mindful of what we've have experienced in the in the last year yeah there's so much stuff that has taken place in the world around us in our personal lives as well as in the lives of the church and everything else and we see so many people who are struggling and suffering you know um when you look at the uh, uh, issues in the country right now and abroad you know there's wars and rumors of war um, there's famine, there's pestilence, you know, we got countries fighting countries. Um, but here at home, here in America, we have a lot of issues uh, in and of itself. You know, we still have our homeless. We still have uh, uh, mothers uh, uh, feeding children by themselves, fathers uh, uh, not in the home or incarcerated. And so one of the things I wanted to do in light of all of the bad things that happened, uh, I just wanted us to talk about uh, brokenness in, in times like these, you know. And it doesn't have to be a bad time because, you know, I've got a few stories, and I know John has a few stories that he would like to relate to you uh, in regards. I'm going to give a story, and then I'm going to let pass it off to John and let him uh, uh, tell a story. And I think the one I want to start with is one that uh, uh, didn't affect me directly, but, you know, it was a pleasure to be around these people. We're not going to mention any names for copyright issues because I don't want to get sued. Um, but, you know, the story is real and that it is powerful. Uh, if you look on our uh, Facebook page, we have uh, a, a deaconess by the name of Deaconess Debbie Jones. She told a story of how uh, uh, she had gone blind in one eye. And for about six months, she couldn't see. And then, you know, through prayer and everything else, you know, God gave her back her sight in that eye. Well, we've had a few more stories uh, of great miracles happening uh, in, 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 in the church. And, and people say, okay, so why should I trust God in times like these? Um, this is no better time to uh, trust God than now. Uh, you know, there was a, a person 
that um, was going through a health scare and, you know, a very terminal health scare. And, and, and the one thing about it, uh, she continued to live her life. She continued uh, uh, to come and go as she pleased. She continued uh, um, to to serve her church, and and she 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 was a faithful member and still is a faithful member. Um, but uh, a few weeks ago, uh, her, her husband fell ill, and he um, needed a major surgery. Uh, and with that, you know, she had to go to his side, which is what she should have done, you know. But she herself was sick. And so she went down to to um, be with her husband while he had his surgery, and he came through very uh, well. Thank God, you know, he went through his surgery and he's healthy now, uh, getting healthy rather. And then at the time she was uh, having, uh, he was having his surgery. She got a call for her surgery, and so she had to leave his side and go to the place where she had to have her surgery, and. There was another miracle. So, you know, being being able to see two miracles in one family at the same time is is uh, uh, a miracle in itself. And I can I can see the the hurt on their faces and uh, uh, from time to time about the, the weight of how things were getting to them. And but they persevered and they trust God and everything is working out for the good. You know, when we look at miracles, we often think of the big grandioso miracles, you know, the things that like part in the Red Sea and things like that, burning bush moments. But there's a lot of miracles that are taking place that are so overlooked because in some cases we don't even bother looking for them. And those small miracles of having a child come up to you when you are at your point of your wits end and just come up and say, you know, I'm praying for you, mommy or daddy, or, mm -hmm you know, coming up and trying to make you smile and they give you a teddy bear or a big old hug and say, mm -hmm. just because I love you, you know, that in itself is a miracle that that child has that, that sense of knowing that you're hurting and that you have taught them well enough to be able to try to do something about it. Yeah. And, and that's another beautiful thing, you know, uh, uh, helping even in, in your broken state, can come from anywhere. Can come mm -hmm. from anywhere. Uh, it can come from a child. It can come from a friend. It can come from a loved one. It can come from a total stranger. Um, just today, I, I, I was here, uh, and, and and I had left, and, and my wife called and said, "Hey, there's a man over here that want to talk to you." So I came back to the church, and the man said, "Hey, you know what? I, I just need a, a couple of dollars." You know, um, I just want to go down here and and get me a sandwich. And I said, well, I don't have any cash on me. He said, he said, no, I'm not talking about today. He said, I'll come back. Just tell me when to come back and I'll I'll, I'll come and do the work. He said, nobody will help me because of the way I look. And I know that sounds like a song, but this is a true story. Mm -hmm. He said, nobody will help me because of the way I am. And then he said, you know, here's my uh, uh, identification. And he showed me a picture of his before. And then I'm looking at him. And I said, okay, well, you know, let's come back. You know, can you come back tomorrow? He said, yeah, I can come back tomorrow. But then, you know, the Spirit of the Lord hit me. He said, Go in there, get him a, 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 a we, we keep a, a grocery cards here uh, at the church. Don't everybody come for no grocery card now. <laughs> yeah, nice podcast. <laughs> nice podcast. Yeah. And so, so I went in and got him a grocery card, and 
I gave it to him and he said, you know, thank you. He said, but I still want to come back and I want to work uh, uh, to to uh, on my own. Right. He said, I'm, I'm an able bodied man. He said, but because of the way I am, you know, people think I'm crazy or whatever the case may be. But nobody will give me an opportunity. I said, well, just come back tomorrow. And so and at that time, my wife came in and, and she she had went into the kitchen of the church and she fixed him a sandwich and got him a cook some cookies and a drink and he ate it and then we talked to him for a little bit more and then he walked off and my mind was okay god why why is this man in such a broken state you know i i know here we we're talking about sending uh, uh hundreds and 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 hundreds of millions of dollars to other countries and you know we should be uh, uh sometimes billions and sometimes billions I know we should be a support, but when we have people here, and this is just my personal uh, perception of this, John, uh, when we have people here that it is in need of just as much, we have homeless people, we have uh, uh, children not eating uh, two square meals a day. Right, right. And, you know, we want to help everybody. But what we have to first do, and, and this is where we take that airline steward or stewardess when they say like the plane's going down and the oxygen mask drops mm -hmm. and you try to help somebody else with that, they say, put it on you first because if you don't, you're the one that's gonna be gone. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we have to ask ourselves these questions. Are we overextending ourselves to, you know, instead of healing ourselves and then being able to help others? Not saying that we're not, like you said before, giving in to, helping them out to the best of our abilities. But how can we help somebody when we are so broken that we're not even taking care of ourselves? And, and you have to look at it uh, um, fairly, too. There, there are not enough resources. Yes. There, mm -hmm. there's, no matter how much you have. I, I was watching a, a, a segment. They were talking about the Tunnels to Towers. Mm -hmm. Uh, they had a gala yesterday. They raised about three, four million dollars for it. And this program, they take in uh, those people who have died in the line of duty. You know, whether it be in the military or first responders, things okay. like that. Um, they either take and pay for their mortgages, or they build them a home if they are like disabled because of their uh, bravery and everything. And they said that, you know, hey, this is great. We've raised $5 million, but next year we got to do better. Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately, no matter how much we do, there's more that comes. There's more things that happen in today's world. Yeah. And you get more and more families uh, each and every year looking for not a handout assistance. You know, I had a man tell me one time, he said, no, I don't want a handout. I want a job. They, they, they want a hand. They don't want to hand out, but they, they want, want to hand, hand up. up. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we have to do our best to help them with that and give them their dignity and, and give them that ability. If they want to say, hey, I want to help out here or here, you know, don't say, oh, no, no, no. You know, it helps them to feel good that they are contributing. Yeah. And, you know, and a lot of people are going to say, okay, well, you're the church. You, well, you're supposed to be able to help everybody. That's what you're there for. You know, even the church has limited resources now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you got to take into consideration. First of all, there's more and more Americans that are leaving 
religious organizations and, and established churches and doing their own thing. So you got that. Then you also have, with the economic things that we're going through, you have the, the lack of funds coming in through tithes and offerings. Um, plus, you know, let's look at tithes and offerings to begin with. Some people don't even know what those are. Yeah. And so when you when you have li- uh, 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 limited resources and you got so many people saying, hey, I'm in a broken state. Can you help me? We want to say yes. We would try to say yes. But even especially in times like these when uh, Thanksgiving has passed and, and Christmas is coming, you know, our food bank gave out turkeys and all those other things uh, that we try to give out every month. We're one of the few food banks that give out meat instead of canned goods. It's not always what they want, but it's, it's something, you know, and there is no other resource uh, that's helping uh, afford these these uh, items. We pay for that 100%, and we want to be able to help as much as possible, but it still hurts our eyes. It still hurts our soul when we can't help everybody. So, you know, in times like these, we see the brokenness. We see the the emptiness of people saying, okay, what about me? What about me? Okay, so how do we uplift them? You know, sometimes people don't tell you, they don't want you to tell them what to do. They just want you to listen. Exactly, and that's the most important thing, to be heard. You know, they don't want you to fix them. Right. They don't want you to give them the answers of what they need to do. What they want is to have the ability to say somebody heard, not just listen, but heard me, knows, and maybe they can't identify with them 100%, but just the fact that somebody took the time to hear me out mm-hmm. and for me to be able to share what I feel like I felt comfortable with mm-hmm. and, and not use it against me and, if nothing else, say pray for me. And, and and everybody has their own personal, um, I, I don't want to say stigma, um, vices or whatever the case may be. They have their own personal views on how things should be. So, you know, when you're trying to help someone, don't, and, you know, always telling a person what to do, and especially when they're hurting and, and need, sometimes they just need someone to listen to. Have an open ear, a listening ear. And so that's why one thing about helping a broken person, yeah, you know, if you can help them financially or or with some type of transportation issue, that's a, that's a good thing. Okay. Or if you can help someone uh, uh, do a little bit better than what they're doing. But most of the time, people just want people to listen. You know, if you look at the book of Acts chapter 3, where John and Peter were going to the gate beautiful, and they're going into the temple, and there was a beggar out there, and they were asking for money. And Peter says, silver and gold we don't have, but what I do have I will give to you. And they said, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Mm -hmm. And he was healed. And so sometimes, you know, we may not have exactly what they're asking for, but we may have what they need. Yeah. Like the man today, and I know we're gonna we're gonna have to cut it short here in a few seconds. Um, but the man today, he really didn't want uh, a, a handout. He wanted a hand up, but more especially, he just really wanted someone to listen to. Absolutely, to, to listen to him. Uh, so when you're looking at people's brokenness through this holiday period, don't be so quick to push them off or discount what they're saying, especially someone that's saying or crying out. And you know what, I want 
you to hear me. I remember my daughter telling me, Daddy, you know, when I was young, you just didn't listen. Mm-hmm. You just didn't listen. And so, you know, ever since she told me that, I try to be a better listener than I ever have been. That's why we have two ears and one mouth. <laughs> two ears and one mouth. All right, this is uh, Pastor Benny Powell, uh, Greater Second Baptist Church. And Pastor John Boynowski of Solid Rock Church of Warren. Don't forget to listen to us and like us. We're on all the platforms, and we hope that you get blessed by this. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Look around, we need hope. Dark world, we need hope. Broke world, we need hope. We out, need hope, need hope, need hope. Look around, we need hope. Broke world, we need hope. We out, need hope. But tell them it's so for the broken. 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 Tell them it's so for the broken. Yeah, it's so for the broken. Yeah, it's so for the broken. Yeah, it's so for the broken. Boy, look around, we need hope. No question about it, can't get around the whole world around us, need hope. No escaping battle, let's talk.